Hello, everybody. Welcome to Overtime. This is Dribble's official podcast. I'm Dan Cederholm, your host, and this is episode 22 with Louis Mantia. Louis is co-founder of Parakeet. He bills himself as America's favorite icon designer, which I can't really argue with. Um, he's pretty phenomenal uh, with the pixels. So we had a great chat about his work. Um, uh, we, we talked about Disney. We talked about icon design. Um, whole bunch of things that uh, were really fun. really enjoyed it. Could have, could have done uh, 10 more episodes with Louie, I think. So if you listen to uh, our previous episode with Lydia Nichols, I mentioned uh, our big event in Boston on October 4th called Hang Time. Um, we have a bunch of uh, wonderful speakers lined up. It's actually sold out. The, the day portion of, of the event is sold out. Uh, however, we do have uh, tickets still available for the after party which is going to be at a place called Coppersmiths in South Boston. Um, we're actually going to have a, a special guest. Um, I'm going to do a, a live version of this podcast over time with uh, special guest Ethan Marcotte, and that should be really fun. And uh, I want to thank, again, our sponsors for, uh, for Hangtime, Affinity, Envision, Brandcast, and DraftKings. Uh, we literally couldn't have put this on without their generous support, so we, uh, we thank them very much. So if you're in Boston on October 4th, uh, we'd love to see you at the after party. Uh, in fact, uh, you can use the code BOSTONVIP at checkout if you want to buy a ticket and get 25% off that. Uh, the tickets are super cheap. It's it's 20 bucks to, to get in uh, minus the 25%. So uh, head over to dribble.com slash hangtime for more info. So this week's episode is again brought to you by our friends at FreshBooks. All right, so... I know a lot of you out there are, are uh, freelancers. In fact, one in three Americans are self-employed, which is crazy. And then by, in another couple of years, uh, that group could grow to over 40% of the United States workforce. So this is where FreshBooks uh, comes in, and it's, it can be really handy for freelancers. Um, and they're also excited to announce the launch of an all-new version of their cloud accounting software. And it's been redesigned from the ground up and packed full of powerful features, including uh, the FreshBooks dashboard that has been curated to answer the one burning question for any small business owner. How is my business doing? The new notification center is like your personal assistant telling you what's changed in your business since you last logged in and what should be dealt with. And best of all, you can use FreshBooks to create and send invoices in about 30 seconds, literally. There's no formatting and no formulas. Just really simple, clean, and professional-looking invoices. I got a demo of this new uh, interface uh, recently and, and uh, quite honestly, uh, was really impressed by it. So, uh, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to our listeners. To claim it, just go to freshbooks.com overtime and enter overtime in the how did you hear about us section. Again, that's freshbooks.com overtime and find the how did you hear about us section. Thanks so much to FreshBooks for the ongoing support here at Overtime. And now on to the main event, our chat with Louis Mantia. Welcome to Overtime, Louis Mantia. Hey, hi, hello. Yes, welcome, welcome. Thank you. It's so good to have you here because I've wanted to have you on the show for a long time and made it happen and we're talking now and it's it's super awesome it's true we are definitely talking right now i'm excited about it <laughs> good i'm glad man yeah thanks for thanks for taking the time with us uh yeah, today because there's so much there's so much to, to to talk about or that we could talk about um because i feel like i could i could really geek out on a lot of things i mean i know this isn't doing. a disneyland podcast but we could just talk about that for like an hour well, well that's the thing i honestly like disney is a great well, let's start there actually um because I, I chose a few shots of yours to talk about like as a framework kind of thing and the first one is actually magic passport app icon this is uh we're back in june actually but this uh, first of all the icon is gorgeous it's uh you know, it's an app icon, but it's uh, it's got like this debossed gold foil on it. it looks like it might be leather. Like, I, I like it's, that it's subtle too. Like, it's not totally skeuomorphic, but it's, it's kind of like halfway you know, between, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is, and I love that. I love that. And uh, more of those. You know, so t- tell us about 
tell us about this because like the app itself is interesting and I know you love Disney and I'm I I do too and I I I, uh, I don't know there's so much about Disney that's interesting from a design perspective so yeah um let's see so I mean I started working on this app many years ago and I just I, I I don't know. I'm going to keep drawing for it forever and probably never ship the damn thing. But, <laughs> but I mean, the, the app icon, I mean, ever since we landed on the name Magic Passport, um, I, I had like this, this kind of image in my head where the icon should be a passport cover. And, yeah. you know, I, I mean, when I started looking at all different kind of passport covers like around the world, like they actually vary in color quite significantly. I mean, they could be like red, green, blue, whatever. Mm. Um, but they all kind of have like this foil... Uh, you know, debossed thing on it, and and most times it's a it's a crest or or like a symbol that is very like near and dear to that country. Um, but I was like, if Disney had one, it would have to be a castle. And but like you know, it couldn't be just a solid glyph like a lot of other app icons. Just use a solid glyph. This had to like be intricate or something. So yeah. you know, I started like I started with the basic shape, but then I don't know. I just I needed to draw like some bricks or like some roof detail, or I needed to make it feel like it was outlined, but not like just a simple outline icon. It, I've been like pushing and pulling this particular thing for years now, and I I still don't know if that one's the one that's going to ship anyway. Oh wow! So I I I love it. By the way, oh, I, I think you. you you mentioned the bricks and the detail, like it. it there's it looks so simple but yeah there, there's there's some subtle detail in there and that's that's not easy to pull off um i think it plus it has those those sparkles in it that are perfectly aligned those spark you cannot go wrong with <laughs> no i you know i don't know right. i just as as i'm making it i guess i was wondering why everyone stopped having fun with app icons I don't, yeah. I don't know what happened, yeah. but everyone started becoming very, very sterile about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I miss I miss when it was all super fun all the time. I, I totally agree. And you think it's coming back? Like, you think fun is coming back a little I, bit? I mean, I don't know. I think that there are certain aspects of fun that are coming back, but... I don't know. I'm, I'm trying not to concern myself with it. I, I don't really design apps anymore for people. I just make it for myself, and I just want it to be fun. Yeah. So, you know... I. There's, you can do what you want. there's, yeah. I mean, I'll just, I'll just do whatever feels right to me, and I'm not going to concern myself with what everyone else is doing. That's good. It's a good way to do it. Well, I love it, and I, I hope we get to see this because, yeah, maybe um, one you know, day. I'm a Disney fan. You're a Disney fan. Well, you're actually, you're <laughs> definitely a Disney fan, and I'm like, you know, sort of a Disney fan, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, how, where did that start? Where did your, your uh, love for Disney start? Or, Oh gosh. Uh, thing, old thing or um well I mean I think the youngest picture of me I'm definitely wearing like a uh, a Mickey Mouse onesie but I mean it <laughs> was not by choice. <laughs> oh so yeah so it's passed down from Yeah, it's passed down. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. My I don't know. My parents were or I guess my mom especially was kind of into it but uh yeah. I don't know. I guess over time it, it just was a thing that you love when you're a kid and then for some reason you grow out of it when you're a teenager and then, mm. you know, cause you're like, you're too cool for kids stuff <laughs> or something. I don't know. Yeah. And no, then, uh, and then all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute. I was like 19 or something. I'm like, I could just go to Walt Disney world when I want. What if I just went <laughs> and I went and it was a great time. I went with my brother and then I don't know. Then I started going to Disneyland way too much. And then I was like, oh, no, this is actually really good. And everyone's totally wrong about this. <laughs> um, and I say everyone, but like it's like the most popular thing in the world. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you mean, though, from from like a uh, design. Well, actually, a design, even a design community. I think there's there's so much to absorb from Disney. Well, there's so much of, to you know, there's so right? much to be inspired by, right? Yeah, I mean, there really this is. is like there's endless content and mm-hmm. I don't know when when you're at the park, you're feeling like this is a thing that a lot of artists made and yeah. like it's it's yeah. very easy right. to be inspired by it and then you look at their movies and you're like, "Wow, a lot of artists made this." And I mean, almost everything that company is turning out, and I say almost, but like, you know, most of the stuff <laughs> they turn out is like some pretty good stuff. Yeah, and it's it's really so worth like checking out and looking at and like examining and studying and I don't know I really enjoy that. Yeah, I I'm with you there too. It, it isn't like an endless amount of design inspiration, you know, yeah. at the parks and then 
obviously the movies and and now they're you know they're acquiring other franchises oh, yeah. that are cool now there's too and- now they got marvel and star wars <laughs> and they got pixar yeah. and the muppets and they got all these other things and oh i don't know whatever and those are those are all awesome things i've been a huge muppet fan for a long time and uh tron as well actually yep. that well that's a good segue um because another shot of yours that's that's really cool, isomorphic, and this is um, this is a, a typeface you made, a font, isomorphic yeah. font, and you can yeah. actually buy it, and it's based on Tron, or or maybe specifically Tron Legacy. Is that- yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's yeah, based cool. on the Tron Legacy like typeface that they use in oh, the film. Yeah, incredible. It's amazing. Yeah, uh, I love Tron. I mean. I really love Tron. That aesthetic my- is like kind of second to none, right? I mean, how do you yeah. how do you make a film that is like as aesthetically pleasing as that one? There's nothing like uncool about that. No, I agree. Even the, I, I really enjoyed Tron Legacy too. Yeah, Even no, I, the other one, the, the first one's nostalgic for me, obviously. But, yep. uh, but but like I got my son into the the movies, and he likes them both. Um, there's there's something about it, it and it's kind of cool because it's. You know, the first one, it's a Disney movie, but different. And I think the first, well, the first movie, the, it was like the first use of computer animation, I believe. Or, yeah, I don't, or maybe one I'm of, watching yeah, this. at least. One of, yeah. yeah, like super early, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so this font, so, so, you, so obviously you were inspired by the, by the movie. Um, how was it making? How is it making fonts? Like so to go from you know you, you've been a, a icon designer for a long time, um, and other things, but getting into typeface design that that's a semi recent thing, right? It was that a difficult transition? Yeah. Or? Um, it's it's definitely different. Um, but <laughs> there's uh there's a lot of it that's kind of the same. Um. I mean, when I started designing things, I was designing a lot of, like, rich graphics things. You know, we're talking, like, Mac OS X icons. You know, they, yeah, they're, like, very yeah. rich in detail. And, Super detailed, and, and yeah. I guess, like, at the time, I w- really wasn't focusing on the shapes I was making. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, you're drawing that stuff. But you're just kind of more focused on the the detail uh, of, you know, the aesthetic. And, mm-hmm. and then, I, I guess, like, at some point, we all kind of decided that we needed to focus more on shapes. And so I did, too. And, you know, app icons and icons in general started getting very simple. And mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and when you do that, those shapes become so much more important. So, I mean, over the last couple of years, I've been a person that, like, I feel like I've been more specializing in glyph single color icon design. Yeah. And yeah. and then I, I guess I guess at some point there was a, a realization that I had that was like, I mean, fonts are just the same. I mean, it's just they're just shapes. And, mm. and I realized mm. that if I care so much about, you know, these vector shapes that I'm, you know, drawing as symbols, maybe I can apply that same level of care with, mm. with type design. Um, I am such a newbie at it though. Like I don't know how to do almost anything. I mean, you look at <laughs> any of these like actual type design tools and they are, they are their own bags of hurt. I mean, these things are like, <laughs> <laughs> these are yeah. tools that I think maybe like you know, 50 people in the world use, we're not talking like Photoshop. It's like, you know, there are very few people in the world who use these. And I think that, you know, the people who know how to use them, use them very well. And if you try opening them, it like, it opens to this blank canvas with like, I don't know, 30 empty boxes that maybe you're (laughs) supposed to put numbers in. And it's like, it is daunting (laughs) to say the least. That's funny. I I dabbled in this a long time ago with a with a like a pixel bitmap font and uh and yeah i remember using i actually don't remember i think it was font font lab or something i can't remember what it was that's called. definitely one of them that's one of them yeah so and it was it was it was a nightmare to use i couldn't believe that people were using this to to create uh you know fonts uh, so that that do you think that that's one of the barriers for uh-huh. you know people that aren't typeface designers normally but could could be be. well i mean it it, it could be i I mean i would say that another thing that's really daunting about it that might be a barrier and that something i certainly underestimated was like glyph count i mean you're you know when when you make like an icon set for an app you might make like 40 icons or something for this app or when you make an app icon you're just making one but when you're making like a, a 
typeface and you want it to be usable, you don't just have to do the alphabet, you know, uppercase and lowercase. You got to do numbers and then all sorts of like special characters and punctuation and accented characters. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, it just the list goes on and on. And you are just suddenly drawing hundreds and hundreds of things, even yeah. if they're derivative, yeah. like, you know, like you drawing an E and an F and they're kind of similar. And so you can reuse a lot of these things. You're still drawing all of them. Right. And I think that I, I, I certainly underestimated how long, you know, those sorts of things would take me. Yeah, and process, I think yeah. that that coupled with the, the difficulty of learning this brand new foreign tool that there's no documentation on is like definitely what's uh, hindering a lot of people from starting. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, I agree. I think, I think you're right. And I think that's a good point. I don't think a lot of people realize how much goes into a, a font and, and not to mention like, you know, other language support or, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, once you start stuff. getting all the Latin, you know, accented characters then you're like, cool, I guess right. I could support this many languages. And <laughs> I, I, but, but, and then there's, and then there's things like letter spacing and kerning. And yeah. I'm just like, you know, kerning That's is one thing. Got me. Yeah. Uh, this is like so crazy, but kerning is one thing when you're the designer using the typeface, you are uh, making manual adjustments to whatever the designer of the typeface intended. And mm-hmm. that's, that's one thing that's, that can be relatively easy. You can spot when it's wrong, but, but when you're designing the typeface from the start, it's like, how close should these letters be? If someone's going to just type out words and, mm-hmm. and suddenly yeah. there are like, I mean, there are thousands of pairs. I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, you're, you're kerning like every kind of letter against every other kind of letter on both sides. And it's just like, it's, it's kind of maddening to, you could spend weeks just kerning. (laughs) I swear. Cause it's never going to feel right. (laughs) The most laborious part of it is probably that. Like making the characters is probably the, it's the fun, fun part. part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. But, you know, I've, I've, I've talked to a few other type designers and they've told me like some weird things that they do, like use an Xbox controller to kern. And I'm just like, <laughs> wait, are you kidding me? Like, they're just like hooking wait, this thing for, up and using real? the analog sticks to like move the letters oh. you know, close together. And I'm like, this is so interesting to me because instead of using arrow keys or instead of, you know, mousing oh, them right. over, like, wow. I, I understand this precision, but God, it's so funny that like these type designers are using game controllers. That is insane. Uh, wow. That That is like, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's... <laughs> It seems like there's a market for, uh, you know, for actual tools. tools? Yeah. yeah. Or maybe, maybe. but but maybe like full time type designers don't, you know, they're they're, they're happy. They're They're, they're they're totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. They're happy like with having their their, uh, (laughs) monopoly on how to use these things. They know how to use it and they're the only ones who know. (laughs) But you've done it. I mean, you've you've released. Several typefaces yeah, now, right? A few, a few now, and I mean, okay, some right. of them are. I mean, you know, like isomorphic, or um, uh, I mean, isomorphic was it was like one of my first. I think it might have been like my first one that I gave a go. Yeah, and wow. you know, it was just like, all right, how do I get like all of these letters in there? How do I get the numbers? Cool. Then I was like, all right, well, what's the next step? Like, what what's the next kind of like font I could create? And then mm. it was like, you know, things like, oh, should I add accent to? accented characters or should i make ligatures now or should i try maybe uh you know a lowercase set and Mm. you know or add accented characters in this one so i mean like every single new typeface that i'm working on is just like a it's it's a different challenge because i'm like i should add this thing now right Um, right i mean with one of them i added a completely like foreign language like i made a a star wars arabesh typeface and it's like i'm working with like characters that i you know that like i don't know what (laughs) You know they are. I mean, by the end of it, I certainly did. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, you're getting kind of, the pairings for that must be difficult. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> consider consider that like when you're when you're drawing an A, like a capital letter A, you might in a typeface find that maybe it doesn't need a crossbar. Like you might have an alternate character without the crossbar and you're like, well, that's cool. And then you're thinking about like, okay, in this foreign language, what are the important parts of this character? What are things that you could leave out? (laughs) if you wanted to? What are the things like, where would a serif go? If there was a serif, (laughs) like there are some like fun, weird things that start to happen. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Like a serif, uh, serif star Wars font. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, what, what, yeah, take for instance, yeah. if the Tron font had serifs, where would they be? What would they right. look like? I mean, there's like all yeah. these sorts of things that weren't important, but suddenly become important. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. I, 
I'm just looking at like so I'm gonna pronounce this wrong. Uriasu. <laughs> Uri- it's it's Uriasu. Uriasu. Okay, yes, awesome. Yeah. So this is another one of your your typefaces. And um yeah, what was what what was the inspiration on this one? So um I've been to Tokyo Disneyland uh twice now um Ooh, on different yeah. trips oh, and great. uh their their logo typeface is like is this and or in, oh. or inspired this I should say. Wow. Um and there's just like a really fun play of like angles and thicks and thins that I really quite enjoyed when I saw it in person and yeah. Um, and it was and it was an example of a typeface that had a lowercase set, and so I was like, "All right, let's give this a go." So that was my first one with a lowercase set. Oh, right, okay, um, yeah. And so that was like that one had you know all these accented characters too. So that one was like, I think I think it supports like I don't know forty or sixty languages or something now, which is oh, crazy wow. Um, wow. because you know the other ones are just like I don't know alphanumeric and that's it. But this is right. this is more robust than that, so it can actually be used, which is nice. Yeah, you can. I mean, this is this looks really versatile, and you've got all the Latin characters and the accented characters. And man, this is great! Wow, I want to use this now. <laughs> man, <laughs> that's so cool. So Tokyo Disneyland. So you've been to a lot of the there's because there's Disney, there's Disney World, there's Disneyland. What's your favorite one? Uh, just as a side side. <laughs> Tokyo, then we'll move on. Yeah, Tokyo for sure. I mean, I've been oh, to really? all of yeah, yeah, I've been to all of yeah. them except for Paris. But uh but Tokyo is by far my favorite. There's really? the yeah. yeah, everyone there is wonderful. The parks are amazing. Um yeah, everything's great. Well, that's not surprising. I mean, like Tokyo in general is clean and amazing in yeah, itself. Yeah, I mean, like, when you consider yeah. that Japan just does everything that America <laughs> does but better, it's like, well, yeah. okay, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Why? Good man. Okay. I. That's that's on the list. That's just kind of how it is. You gotta go. Yeah. I gotta go. I gotta go back. Uh. So. So. Okay. So you you mentioned uh, shapes. You know, and getting back to shapes. Um. So you know, this is another shot. So, uh, parakeet primaries one point nine. So parakeet. Well, tell us about parakeet because that's that's your your studio, right? Right. Basically. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, parakeets our studio. It's Alexa Grafera and myself and um. Yeah, we our primary thing is drawing icons and logos and stickers and emoji and that sort of stuff for clients. But um, we wanted to create a a stock icon set that anyone could buy um, that didn't necessarily need something totally custom, but maybe there wasn't just a set that felt right on iOS. So we made primaries. Yeah, and and it's and it's a great set, by the way. Um, Thanks. It's the kind of thing where like you know you're well known as a custom icon artist right and to be able to get for anybody to be able to be able to get a stock set from you i think is a is a real advantage um so everyone should check this out it's pretty pretty it's pretty solid and you know shapes like so these are shapes right these are um like you were saying before single um, color glyphs single color glyphs exactly and uh, which has has uh has become sort of the norm or i don't want to say the norm but i mean it's always been it geez it, everything was flat at one point right yeah I mean, <laughs> like back well, in the 60s or, yeah, or before that or whatever you know like it's <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it wasn't yeah. it wasn't too long ago and i mean just in first ios we were still using like pretty solid icons they just had some effects mm. on them right yeah um, that's true right so right, but yeah right. i mean at some point ios 7 came out and then everyone was like oh line icons are the thing now they're flat yeah. and they're like they're just lines and mm. i think um you know when when we were thinking about making an icon set, we were trying to determine whether we wanted to go that route. Like, should we draw a bunch of line icons, you know, in addition to filled ones that seems like double the work or maybe even like quadruple the work when you're thinking about the amount of lines you're going to use. And, you know, I think that, you know, ultimately we determined that solid icons look better. They read easier um, and they, they have more room for character. I mean, just by adding, you know, an outline to everything, you are minimizing the, the chance for character to show through because the amount of pixels that you have is now like halved. Um, Mm, So we really wanted to like have a stock icon set that felt cute and charming, but also very, um, what's the word? I don't want to say normal, but you know, just if it felt, it felt at home on the platform. Yeah. Um, There was, you know, something about, you know, Apple's direction of their icons that, 
they had that felt like it could be that. Um, but they were kind of hindered by this outline style and yeah. everyone started mimicking it. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, there seems to be plenty of, of, you know, competition over there. So what if we didn't? Um, and then it turns out iOS 11 comes out and we're all back to <laughs> solid back icons to solid, again. Right? So I was just going to ask you, like, <laughs> yes. what, are you, what are your thoughts on that? Because yeah, that's funny. I mean, and, and like you said earlier, I, you know, the solid are obviously more readable. So there certainly is an accessibility advantage there. I would think with solid yeah. icons too. And it's, yeah. So it's funny. They're going back. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like, it, and, and it'll be interesting to see what happens Will, will people, you know, stop making outline icons? Yeah, I mean, it, it is interesting to me because Twitter and Facebook both just redid all of their icons That's to be right. outline icons. To outline, and, outlines. And, yeah. and don't get me wrong, they look good. They're good icons, yeah. but yeah, it's yeah. just, uh, yep. it's just like, ah, oh, dang, you just went down this whole thing, and you're like, <laughs> you're late to the game, and now that you're well, here, like, how are you going to hold on to it? Are you going to yeah. abandon it? Like, what happens now? Right, um, right. And it's right. not like Twitter or Facebook didn't know. I mean, these betas have been out for a while. Like, they could have changed course, but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they just ultimately decided that that's what they wanted. Yeah, that would be interesting. I, I, I'd i love to be a fly on the wall for the, the design meetings. Like, oh! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, Woof, God, we right. just did. <laughs> yeah, start working on the solids again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go, you know, keep going. Um, yeah, speaking of... Um, Facebook. Well, this is a weird. That's a, a lame transition. But so you <laughs> a segue. Uh, you uh, through Parakeet. Uh, Parakeet created uh, stickers for Instagram Stories. That's right. And yeah. uh, which are really cool, by the way. Like I, I love. I really embrace Instagram Stories, and I don't. I don't think I did initially. I was like, well, I don't really understand this, but now I, I kind of like the ephemeral temporary nature of it but so the stuff that you created on top of that is really neat and um uh tell us about that because um is was that a was that a difficult project or easy or um because you're you're designing for like anybody and any type of content i suppose yeah um something to overlay it it was it was definitely different from most of our projects um you know most of the time when when we're making icons, we're making them with uh, with very specific purpose or you know um, a an objective in mind. Like it's supposed to communicate mm. something in particular. And in some ways, this isn't very different from that. I mean, you're still trying to you know communicate something, but it wasn't like it wasn't so utilitarian anymore. There was something that needed to be very um, fun and expressive about these. Yeah, sure. Um, so you know, when when we were approached by Instagram, we were working you know on these with them. And expressive was the word that came out the most. Um, it was mm-hmm. one that they they definitely wanted to make sure that um, that was you know shown inside these um, individual stickers. Yeah. And I mean, part of it, you know, it's kind of funny. Some of these things came very naturally. I mem- I think Savage was like the first one that I drew. <laughs> I mean, that's I, my favorite. I, I should say, you know, <laughs> I, as with everything at Parakeet, Alexa and I are working together on everything. And usually the way that it operates is Alexa sketches out something and then I end up, you know, tracing that in vector or we'll like kind of like try to hash out um, generally what we want together and, and I'll vector, you know, draw it later. But Savage was like the one thing I was like, no, you know what? I got this one. <laughs> so I don't know. It just, the pencil down. Yeah. I just like, and then, you know, and then Alexa takes it and she made it a lot better than when I did it. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. but yeah, I mean, it was just like for, for whatever reason, that one came very naturally to me. Um, a lot, you know, some of the other ones, um, you know, were, were a lot more difficult to try to hash out. Like, you know, what should sound on look like? And, you know, yeah, I, right. I just, I don't yeah. know. Like a lot of people were typing out sound on on instagram stories and they needed like a solution for that and i'm like i don't know i got i mean let's let's do a speaker but the waves are the words like it's just like (laughs) and all these things that felt silly like as you say it just turned out to be like very silly and fun like on the platform so kind of every silly idea that came we just drew and it was and it was the thing that you know was right for it (laughs) you know so it what's cool is I'm, i'm looking at the sort of the collection here in your portfolio and uh they're they're all they're they all have their unique sort of personality based on the word and and color, but there's still like this co to me there's a cohesive um, feeling through them, and then that's that's true for all of your work I I, I think and 
um, and something I've always admired about it. Like you seem to be very detail oriented and um, down to the pixel. And uh, so I'm curious, I'm curious how, and this, maybe this is a, a tough question to answer, but like how that play, how, how do you, how do you uh, maintain that consistency when you're, when you're designing stuff? Um, yeah, gosh. Hmm. Let me think. About <laughs> maybe, maybe it's like too much, too much to, to <laughs> no, bite off. No, I think, um, well, well, let me start here. So I, somebody once told me, I forget who it was just like a few years ago, someone told me that they could recognize that something was mine. And I was like, <laughs> how did you know I did that? Like, I didn't even post it to my portfolio. Like, how did you know that I did it? And, and there was a thing that they said, it was just like, oh, it's a certain quality of the line. And I was like, mm. I don't even, I, I mean, I can barely point out that sort of stuff. Like, I don't like, I don't see myself as like having a particular style. You know what I mean? But I think, I think that maybe what you're trying to get at, you know, with like, there seems to be like a sort of precision. And how do you maintain that? I don't know. Um, besides being really specific about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. I, everything, I mean, everything I'm drawing, I'm, I usually draw everything on a grid, even if I break out of it occasionally. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean like the iOS icon grid. I just mean like usually like some eight by eight grid or some, you know, right, multiple right. of eight is usually what I'm doing. Um, and so I, I don't know, maybe there's, you know, I think Alexa's actually pointed this out to me before where like some logos that I make actually look like they belong together, even if they're from totally separate companies and they have their own thing. <laughs> yeah. See, that's exactly right, right. Right. And it's, and I don't know, maybe it's that I'm using like a very rigid grid and mm -hmm. you know, sometimes I'm like really sticking to a specific number and eight is that number. So if you want to make something look like it's me, maybe eight's the number. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, but there's something about it, I guess that, um, I don't know. I always want it to be really crisp and sharp. And so I prioritize often um, something being, I might prioritize something looking a little wonky just so it fits on the grid. And, ah, right, and, and right, sometimes okay. that could be like the wrong decision, but for whatever which reason, like I managed to make the rest of like the word mark work or the rest huh. of the icons work with that. Um, well, that's interesting. So that's sometimes, interesting. Like, yeah. like sometimes the grid can, uh, so, sometimes sticking to the grid can actually break it out of some kind of geometric thing. Yeah. <laughs> right, or, or, or maybe it's just like, um, like a, I think a lot of people when they're drawing on a grid, they might draw very rigidly like, Oh, it can't go outside this thing. And I, right, I don't know right. what it is. I, I couldn't tell you, but there are some times when I'm like, Oh, well, this is the time when it's okay to break out of that. Yeah. And yeah. I don't, you know, all I could just, you know, distill that down is just like my own personal preference. And I, I couldn't tell you what it is. Yeah. Um, it's oh, just kind of sense. really funny. I just, well, that's what makes you, you, I guess, right? so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's what they say. Like that's what I don't think you can, it's hard to teach or learn that, you know, I think that's sort of a instinctual thing. Right. And I, I think that's what makes your, gives you your style or, or whatever, uh, or partially anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's, that's definitely part of it. I think the other part is like, you know, especially lately, you know, working with Alexa, I've started like adapting some of the, you know, the qualities of the way that she draws and, you know, I, I feel like really lucky to have her around because she's, she's, I think a better artist than I am. And for me, like as someone that's very strict on design things, she'll hand me something and I'll be like, okay, but like, what if it was like just a little bit more rigid? And she's like, no, just a little bit more loose or something like that. And it's, uh, right, I, don't, right. I don't know. It's just, it's kind of fun being around someone that like draws maybe more organically and I draw more geometrically. Yeah. So we're just kind of like always kind of pushing and pulling back and forth. That sounds so, like a really good uh, partnership, you know, yeah. in terms of the uh, balance and everything. Um, that's super cool. Um, yeah. So, so also going back to like pixel precision and that kind of thing, um, is you're a big fan of, well, not only Disney, obviously we talked about that already, but you know, just, uh, other things in general. And, and I, I remember one of the earliest things I found from you was your, um, wallpapers that you'd give away, which uh, I always thought were the best. It's always my go-to uh, place for wallpapers because you're you're often like recreating um some kind of uh graphic element from a, a film or tv or whatever it is mm -hmm. um and the the recreation is is like is really impressive uh and it's it's almost like 
museum quality ish or something. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense, but like you obviously take great care in reproducing this stuff. And um, is that is, I, I'm gonna? This is a dumb question, but is it fun? Obviously to 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 do that and because um, you're not you're, you're giving this stuff away too. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, um, okay. So on occasion. There will be someone that hits my inbox and asks me, you know, for advice. They're like a brand new designer. And I want to, I want to like have the right answer. And a lot of it's not really, oh, we'll go to the school or read this book. The off, you know, the advice I give most often is just like, find something you like, replicate it, figure out why it's good, and then draw your own. Mm. And the, I guess you know, especially early for me, I mean, I don't draw wallpapers that often anymore. But, you know, years ago when I did, and when I was drawing a lot of them, I mean, that's the sort of stuff I'm doing. I'm drawing stuff that I'm familiar with that I like a lot. And then I had Mm. to figure out, well, why do I like it? Why is this thing? It's like, is it the texture? Is it the line quality? Is the shape? Is it, you know, the color? And maybe it's all of these things and a little bit, you know, from each and drawing these sorts of things like, you know, other people's logos in a different context or yeah. drawing them in, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I would have used the words museum quality, but it's more of a, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's a certain kind of presentation, right? I mean, in the film, you might yeah. see it like wrapped around like a prop or you might see it like from, you know, a, an angle that um, is not really, it doesn't really work on a flat surface. Right, right, um, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and so most yeah. of the times that what I'm doing, you know, with a wallpaper is like, okay, well, how would it look as a flat surface? Yeah. How How can I design it so that it's it's good for an actual desktop or a phone or something that where icons will be on top of it? And as yeah. an icon designer, I care about how that looks. And maybe, you know, the production companies aren't really thinking about that. So when they make wallpapers, it's often like, I don't know, photos of like characters from that movie or something. Right, right. Um, Way too busy. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think the things that, you know, I end up taking, you know, great care in is reproducing the stuff because obviously someone made it, you know, to begin with, and I liked it enough to recreate it. So I feel yeah, like on yeah. some level I have to like do it justice. Wow. Yeah, well you definitely do. That's the thing, is like I feel like um you know, when I'm looking at like like a wallpaper from from a, an obscure Star Wars hallway or something that you've created. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just yeah, yeah. It up and yes, I, even yes. I do um, have that one. Yeah, you do. Okay, yeah, and it's probably one I use, like Plo, Plo, like Plo oh, Yeah, that's a yeah. Master that's actually Plo. it's a weird thing. That one was like from the Clone Wars TV show, and it was like the oh, pattern yes. on Plo Koon's cloak. I don't know. Like it was, <laughs> yes. I was like, this okay. is a really cool pattern. So, I don't know. I'm so glad to know the story behind that because <laughs> for a long time that was my my wallpaper uh, for a very long time, and I loved it. And I was like, that's the thing. Or like, the carpet from you know the shining. shining. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are great examples. Like, and I feel like you you've distilled the essence of those things really really well. And I guess that you know that goes back to you're not. It's not an icon, but it kind of is. It shares icon design principles in a way right you're sort of distilling uh the essence of this thing uh to make it a screen you know work on a screen yeah i mean i did one of one of the ones that i'm actually fairly fond of is like a it's like a wall from the interior of the battlestar galactica and Ooh, it's it's yes, just like yes. it's it's just like got all these like sharp angles and everything but it's it's something that you've seen in the show a hundred million times if you watched it <laughs> right. but you know it's but to see it completely flat is totally different and i don't know and then it then it makes it okay like to use as an actual desktop wallpaper so definitely yeah i mean there definitely is like a distillation that's happening um i i think that you know when i'm looking at a lot of the source material i'm like well that doesn't seem right that shouldn't be there or this could be like this or what if it was actually worn here i that feels like it could be right um so i mean there's a fair amount of that that goes on but in most times i'm just like oh god can i find a texture that looks remotely close to what the source material was Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. which can be tough sometimes but it's it's a labor of love yeah well i mean at the time yeah yeah, i love that yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) that's so cool um yeah i mean there's so i have so many questions we haven't even talked about muppets yet and we haven't even uh, talked about the muppets yet muppets and i love the muppets and and uh, you were saying earlier actually here we'll touch on this a little bit because you said earlier you know i don't have a particular style and and that when you said that i'm like well you you know that's true because you you 
you're able to uh, excel in different styles. So, like the Muppet um, shots I'm looking at here are are pixel pixel art, you know, bitmap, right? Um, and 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 you sort of nail have nailed that, and that's uh, completely different than uh, you know a GIF flat flat glyph style GIF flat glyph style or um, you know a skeuomorphic app icon from ten years ago or whatever it is. Um, so uh, yeah, how, how do you? I assume you enjoy it all, but what's your pro is your process different for this bit, this pixel art style as opposed to the other, the others? Yeah. I mean, I kind of, like I said earlier, it's um, a lot of it feels like you're kind of completing an objective. Um, like there's a right way to do certain things. Um, and I think, you know, when you're working within an icon set like primaries, I might be designing a new icon, but it has to look like it belongs with all the other ones. Um, yeah. And yeah. and so like there's there's like a there's an objective. There is a in some ways there's a right way to do it. Um, like right. if I if I drew an icon that looked, you know, I could be drawing a magnifying glass a hundred different ways, um, but it if there's only one right one for primaries, um, where for like the you know the pixel art that i do like whether it's the muppets or mickey and friends or whatever it is i think it's like the same way i mean you're working with a very limited space um you know mm-hmm. like you know in, in this case i think they were like 32 or 48 or something and when when you're drawing them you know one pixel means a whole lot because <laughs> if it's not in the right spot you're going to yeah. notice yeah and it sticks out yeah. right and so I think like with with those, it's just kind of like pushing and pulling back and forth to try to figure out where it belongs and and then going in with color and then like, okay, especially with the Muppets, like they're so textured, you know, they got like this fuzzy <laughs> texture to them. Like, how can you communicate that with only two colors? And um, and it's kind of fun to to figure that out. But I think there's yeah. like a right way to do it and or at least, you know, for me. And so it just kind of feels like uh, What's the right way to put this? Like, like, like therapy. It's just like, it's just like when I'm doing, yeah, when I'm doing, yeah. the, when I'm doing the Muppet stuff, or when I'm doing these little pixel art portraits. I mean, it's yes. So, yeah. Sometimes it's just like, well, I'll just sit here and just do this thing, and I, I know I'll get there eventually. Um, whereas the other stuff, I'm like, oh. come on, I gotta do this stuff, and it's got to be done by this time. But like, this is just more relaxing. More relaxing, fun. Yeah. I love yeah. it. it. Well, it looks. Uh, it's interesting you said there's a right way to do it with those because. To me, like the I'm looking at the Muppets ones again, and and they look like the they look they look right, you know, like because they look like the Muppets hired you to create them. They look authentic. Right? I wish they did. That would be awesome. Yeah. Well, they, well, they should. <laughs> if anyone's listening from the Muppets, uh, first of all, <laughs> please let me get involved somehow. But first and all, then big also, fans. yeah, big fan yeah, for big fans, huge fan, uh, and hire louie to do uh these well at least do these pixel portraits i love the muppets oh my gosh in the whole my the whole dribble team knows now and it's to the point where it's kind of uh embarrassing in a way um sounds like you need to make a muppet i do well ha- so i have a muppet you know from the muppet whatnot workshop oh that's right to, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to be yeah. online you yeah. can build one and i built one his name's murray and uh, someday he'll come out in the public eye, but um, <laughs> he, could be the, he could be the host of the podcast for now on. I, I, I know he really could actually. It'd be amazing. We do turn it into a video video <laughs> podcast, and then if if that happens, we're having you you back. I'm uh, excited. Okay, please, please. Um, because that would be <laughs> that would be amazing. So uh, I wanted to also touch on, you know, just briefly, like where how did. What, what's your background in terms of design? Like, how did you get into it? And did you go to school for it or, or whatever? Um, yeah, or whatever. Um, <laughs> so it was a terrible. No, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say oh, or whatever is definitely it. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think it was when I was like around like 15 or 16, and I mean I'm just like a kid using Windows on my computer in the basement, and I there was this time when I was trying to figure out 
how to make my Windows computer not look like Windows. Um, like, you know, <laughs> could I could I theme something? It was things like wallpapers and icons that really I was like, oh, yeah. interesting. Like, I can make it look like this, or I can change this icon to be like this, and I could, you know, uh, make my computer actually look like Mac OS X if I download this other app that makes it like a little dock on the bottom, and that's not right for Windows, but it works <laughs> for me. Um, yeah, and there was yeah. like a lot of these things I started like just customizing my computer, and I was like oh, what if I just made these things? Um, could I do that? Um, you know, so I think, you know, at the time, I think it was like Photoshop 5.5 or 7, somewhere around there. And I'm just like, I don't know how to draw anything. Like, maybe I'll just start with like folders or something or hard drives. And there were yeah, things like yeah. that I started drawing because those were like, in some ways, like this practical thing. I was actually trying to replace them on my computer with something else. Um, and, you know, here and there I would meet people, you know, on a forum like Aquasoft or Mac Themes who would, you know, chime in and and show their work and inspire me. And it would just kind of go in this circle, just like back and forth. Um, and I think, I think all of that sort of stuff just made me really like attached to this particular industry. And, yeah. um, yeah. and I don't know, at some point someone's just started hiring me for it. So I was like, okay, I guess I could do this. Um, so, I mean, I did go to college. I don't, I don't know if, you know, as a whole, it impacted me significantly, you know, today on the stuff that I work on today. Um, you know, I I think that like I had a good time and I, I really liked being able to paint and to sculpt and to draw like physically, you know, analog stuff that was really good. And I still always kind of enjoy that stuff. Um, I just, I don't know. There's something about like this realm of drawing things digitally that's just like more fun or interesting, or maybe it's just more um magical. Uh, uh, it's like <laughs> um, it, it it feels freeing. Like yeah. I, I feel like I could do everything with it, and you know, I mean, even yeah. if I wanted to sculpt, what if I just did 3D sculpting on my computer? Like I could probably figure it out maybe one day, and yeah. I don't know. It feels endless, um, and yes. and, that, and that's yes. nice. Um, so there's something about that that like is really appealing to me. Yeah, no, right on. Uh, totally, uh, it is freeing, and the possibilities are endless. Um, so I, I want to bring it full circle here because we're, run, we're running running toward the end here but um i gotta ask you about and i'm looking at the shot of yours club 33 and this is i think this is part of your um magic passport set oh yeah mm-hmm. the icons are really cool but i know there's a story behind this i don't know what you're allowed to tell us about club 33 <laughs> <laughs> this is about it in general yeah just oh. like because i don't think i don't think a lot of people know about it i remember telling telling some folks about it like you know well there's this secret club and they're like, yeah. what? Like, yeah, I don't know where it is. It's in the castle or something. You know, I, I, like this is a mystery behind it, which is really fascinating to me. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, at Disneyland in New Orleans Square, kind of in between Pirates of the Caribbean and Haunted Mansion, um, there is, um, among other things like shops and restaurants and stuff, there is a private club um, called Club Thirty Three. And it's a restaurant, it's a bar, it's a lounge, it's kind of all of these things. And it's 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 kind of, in, in some ways, I think secret, like a lot of people don't know about it. But I think mostly the way I describe it is private. Um, it's yeah, not really a thing, it's, it's not public. You can't go in right, there you unless you're invited um, or you're a member. Um, you can see the door. Though, you can right? see the door, and a lot of right. people think it's one door, but it's actually the other door because they moved it, and no one knows. So everyone keeps taking pictures of the old ah, one. Um, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, they won't take down the old sign or something. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just it just kind of sits there. It's it's a super lovely place. Um, I love going uh, every time. I feel like I get to go. It's just like such a privilege. Um, oh, cool. And uh, I don't know the you know there was like an old club that was. Um, you know, before they did a remodel, that that felt particularly special because a lot of it felt like it was very Walt and Lillian, and that was really nice. Yeah, um, yeah, and then, sure. And then they renovated it, and it became very like Art Nouveau, um, New Orleans, and it was, and it's really yeah. cool. I love it. It's just very different. Um, and I don't know. I I really enjoy going. It's a really special place for me. Disneyland is like that special place, but this is like 
extra special extra special on um, top of that yeah so <laughs> i for for that shot that you're referring to um yeah there's there's actually three of them um, right, in right. the world there's there's one in anaheim and then there's one in tokyo and then there's also one in shanghai um and ah, so there's three of them and there's not one in orlando there's then. not one in orlando yet interesting i interesting. think they're maybe making one um or four um so <laughs> <laughs> i think they might make them for every park but we'll see yeah yeah um but yeah i mean i've never been to the tokyo one i'm like dying to go and i went to the <laughs> shanghai one once when we were in shanghai and that was awesome that was like a very special experience um wow. but yeah and I'm, is the the, the icon so is the Tokyo the first one is, uh, is Anaheim. Anaheim? Yep. And the second one it's is Tokyo, and the third Tokyo. one is Oh, cool, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, Very cool. Yeah, maybe one day I'll manage to figure out how to sneak into the one in Tokyo. It's just it's kind of hard because I don't speak Japanese and I don't <laughs> know many people in Japan, so anyone who's a member is just like you know kind of hard to come across. Well, hey, if there's anybody listening? Yeah, in Japan yeah, that has a man. Right, I mean, come on, like Louis is the the Disney, he's the Disney guy. I mean, he's you know you, look at this, you got you deserve to get in there. So man, maybe one day. I feel very lucky <laughs> if I could. Yeah, that would be amazing. Uh, well, Louis, listen, we honestly, I feel like I could go on and on about all the sorts of stuff that you're doing, which is totally fun. And that's okay. That's what part um, two is for. Ten years from now. Exactly right. <laughs> live from well, when we when we do the live puppet. That's uh, right. That's right. Show. Live puppet show. Uh, that'd be cool if you were a puppet too. Oh, and then shit. I, would... I gotta make myself a puppet. Right. Oh right. man, yeah. I gotta figure out how to do that. I want to see a Louis Muppet. Oh god. And I, I gotta do a, a Muppet for me, All or right. I'll just use Murray. But um, anyway, I <laughs> that'll be part two. Yes. So yes. Stay tuned, folks. Um, but thanks so much for uh, spending the time with us today. Thank you very much for having me. Love, this was love great. your work. Thank yeah, you. thanks, man. I love your work, and uh, it was cool to get some uh, behind-the-scenes stuff on it. And um, yeah, people can find you, uh, you know, obviously on Dribble and and uh, Parakeet. And uh, where else could where, where else would they go? Gosh, I, I don't know. If you go to louimantia.com, you'll find all the weird, dumb projects yeah. I'm working on. Yes, louimantia.com. Yes, um, and they're not dumb. They're, they're they're pretty amazing. Well, they're just, all right. We'll say they're um, silly. Can I say they're silly? <laughs> sure, it's silly okay. in a good way. Cool. Yeah, thanks again, Louie. Take care, man. Yeah, see ya.